It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Wednesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. If, you, uh, if you're wondering why I'm just now doing the intro, uh, well, uh, the grind was real this morning. It was. Yeah, so uh, full disclosure, because uh, I'm a full disclosure kind of guy. Transparency is, is a pro uh, thing of mine. Um I roll up in here a, a touch late, right? Maybe 9, 11 till. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, goodness. Uh, y- you know, I'm sitting here and uh, I'm digging around in my pocket. And I'm like, where'd the key go? I made a little bit of a life change yesterday vehicle-wise. And, and you know, the transition is real uh, in those situations. Left the station key in the, at the house. Luckily, I'm not very far away. So Carson and I uh, saw how uh, how legally we could get to my house and yep. back, and uh, and uh, yeah. So I feel like we're our blood pressure's a little up, temperatures a little hot, uh, but we're here five about five minutes late. Uh, but uh, better late than never. And you know what? We still got fifty five minutes to go. Yeah, still got some. Still got some time to talk. It's totally fine. But we've got two series to talk about in the NBA. We're going to talk about the Lakers-Nuggets series, the Heat-Celtics series. Uh, both of those kind of in, in, honestly, in a little bit of peril right now. I mean, as the Heat, they're up 2-1, I think. They play again tonight. And then the uh, the, the, the Lakers-Nuggets series last night, the Nuggets get back in it. Yeah. And, and we'll talk a little bit about my opinion on on just any seven-game series, why TV ratings mean that they need to go five, six, or seven. Not many sweeps in the world anymore. But, uh, you know, and then also uh, there's a little something-something going on this weekend, Carson. A little Tennessee football. uh, Big time. Heading to to Gamecock land, going to Williams-Brice there in in South Kakalaki. And uh, and we're going to take on some Gamecocks. Uh, big depth chart released for uh, for the Vols there the other day. Big depth chart released for the Gamecocks. Uh, of course, on paper, I like Tennessee because I know those names and some of the right. names for South Carolina you don't. But uh, we'll dig into kind of their offense versus our defense and then vice versa. Uh, kind of look at that that tail of the tape, if you will, and uh, and really just see what your opinion is on uh, on moving forward. But man. Uh, appreciate you coming in. It's always uh, it's always, it's always fun. fun. It is. It definitely is always fun. And it's cool. What about the temperature, man? It's like knocked down. Oh, I know. It goes from ninety to fifty. It feels like it's it gets cold. Day. Just got to get used to it. Honestly, I don't mind the cold as much. But when it gets bitter cold, that's when it that's when it starts getting right. Bad. Yeah. Well, and um, and and Carson's uh, he's a fit guy. Like I am not fit, so I feel like I'm built for cold weather. Well, like I have insulation. I don't. Know, I would say that you know, but but like, hey, I I love I love the cold outside. 
I like cold because, and, and this is just take this however you want, but take it lightly. Uh, <laughs> I always made this comment, and it's it's so true. You can put a lot of clothes on. You can only take so much off. So that's why I'm a cold weather fan. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Make, yes, well, it I mean, and some people would be like, I don't know that there's limits. Well, that's why you're where you're at in, you know, never mind. In like Facebook, there jail. should be there should be some limits. There are limits, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but man, what about these NBA series? Like to me, I'm like I'm begging for a Celtics Lakers finals. I just think historically that's a really cool matchup. I, I think when you look at the style of play of both those teams, that could be a really interesting uh, finals. But I tell you, the Nuggets and the Heat are really trying to mess that up. Oh uh, yeah. Um, like you said earlier, it's like, well, you know, you think the Lakers are going to come here and sweep, and they don't, and they lose in game three to the Nuggets, and then it's like 2-1, it's like, well, we didn't expect that to happen, you know, we expected maybe a loss here and there, but like, it just came out of nowhere, and knowing the Nuggets, guess what, they can come back from down, uh, they can come back, they've beaten the last two series they've won, they were down 3-1. So it's pretty impressive how they can come back. I don't think they will come back, though. But it seems like I thought the Lakers were going to sweep this series. I really did. I thought they matched up so much better than the Nuggets. I thought Anthony Davis would have been way too hard to guard. I mean, he has proved that. But at the same time, I think the Nuggets, you know, we're going to maybe steal a win. But I don't think they'll win anymore. I really don't. Well, and I and I think when you, uh, when, when you come into – a situation such as this, you know, um, when you're your back's against the wall. Uh, I mean, of course they they've been the cardiac kid so far. You know, they've come back twice from a three-one deficit. But I, I think in this situation, they understand that the animal they're dealing with, the AD and LeBron show, uh, and then all those nice pieces that are around right. them. I mean, you know, we forget that they've got a, a former NBA champ in, in Rajon Rondo. They've got. Uh, a lot of up and comings. Danny Green, Danny Green, everybody a for shooter. He's been in. He's been in multiple finals. I'm pretty sure he won with the Celt or with the the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs and the what? Didn't he play for the Warriors for a couple of years? Mm, I, he wasn't on the team when they were in their big run. Like their perfect. No, but he was. He was on the Spurs, and he was actually a. He was a reliable guy. He came off off the bench, but was able to make shots that really counted and. I think guys like Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, all Hall of Famers, I mean, definitely trust that guy. So, And he's a veteran, too. I mean, he's got on-court experience to these younger guys. I know the Lakers have got a couple guys. You know, Avery Bradley didn't play in the bubble, and he was a big big help this year with um, coming off the bench. So he's having to be like a team leader off the bench just because he's, you know, a little bit older trying to get these guys knowing what postseason is like and post-playoffs. So, we're, I'm excited to see what the Lakers are going to do here in the next game, but I believe the Lakers are going to win out. Yeah, and, and I think for for um, for LeBron, I think he needs to do that. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I mean, this is 17th, 18th season. Is it 17 or 18? Uh, 18, like, I, I think. I always want to go one heavy because there was such a break in it. I'm like counting this as a new season. Have you done that? Right. Like, yeah, I, I see like, what you're saying. It's going to be it you can say 17th and 18th season. Well, I've well, I've looked back and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he did that last year." And then I actually dig in and look and no, it no, was it earlier was like, this year. It was like the first couple. Or how many games was it? It was like how many games have they did they get to play before the bubble? I think it was like 30. They played several. I think it might have been 60. I right. want to say it was half or more. Yeah. 
It was because like, they I think it was were like 62. Because it, it kind of shut down in May or in March. Mm-hmm. And they, they normally are playoff time by May. So, I mean, I, I would think they're about yeah. halfway. So, I think it was like 62. I think that's what how many games they got in. Because a lot of teams were like 30-something, 20. Well, and there were some teams that just said, you know, we were so bad. We, we didn't have a chance to get in the bubble. Right. So... But no, I, I think the Lakers are going to win this thing. But, but what I'm saying is, is and the way you know Anthony Davis beat the Nuggets in Game Two, I knew the Nuggets were going to. I mean, the kitchen sink was going to get unloaded in Game Three, and it right. did. And it did. Uh, the the Lakers actually made it more of a game than it really was late. Uh, the the Nuggets really kind of smacked them around Disney World for about sixty minutes. Is what happened last night. Yeah, I mean it was. The Nuggets just keep in the game, and we've seen it throughout this whole playoffs. They have guys like Jamal Murray that can just go off. I mean, look like somebody that he's never been before. Nobody expected Jamal to play this way. That's why the Nuggets were down 3-1 to the Jazz because the Jazz were out playing them. And the Jazz, yeah, they're a good team, but they're up 3-1. I mean, you shouldn't be able to lose. I mean, not a lot of teams come back from 3-1 leads. I don't think it ever happened before the Cavs and the Warriors did in the finals that year. And it didn't. So it was very uncommon for a team to come back 3-1, let alone two two series in a row win 3-1 series, which is kind of like a... Oh, it is. I mean, it's first time in NBA history. So. Uh-huh. That's, that doesn't happen. So for them to win this game, yeah, it's going to bring a little bit of a concern to Lakers fans and some NBA fans that are uh, picked the Lakers to win. But I, I think the Lakers will be fine. I think we've said it multiple times. LeBron James is on this team. Yeah, right. Right so. there, and and he hasn't won a game for them yet. Right, and he he has at least one of those left in it. In, and he's in just a, just being on the court. He's not going to let him lose. So uh, I will say, you know, and and I'm a I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to sports, uh, not in really anything else. But uh, my my uh, my spotty senses kind of go up. I'm like, so the Nationals were the worst team in the in the playoffs, and they win the World Series. The Nuggets have come back and done two. Uh, three one deficits and mm-hmm. then they're back. Um, the Heat, the Heat were were awful last year. I'm just saying, you look at a lot of different sports and even even baseball. Right. I mean, teams like the Cincinnati Reds and the San Diego Padres. Pirates. Uh, uh, the Pirates are still garbage. It's but. like the Pirates well, the, beat the Cubs last night. Hey, hey, big win for them. They're 17 games back. <laughs> you know what I call that? A blind squirrel will find a nut every now oh, and again. Oh, I know. <laughs> but but no, they they did beat the Cubs. Which that's Cubs. That's hey, Cubs baseball. Right hey, are you a Cubs? Do you like the Cubs? I do like the Cubs. They're not you know one of my top three teams. But the um, who's your top three teams? We're gonna so, see if we can still talk. All right. So number one, Braves. Okay. Number two, Yankees. I mean, we're we're two for two. And number right three, now. White Sox. Really? You I go went, south I went, side of Chicago. I went to a game and like they really they really put down on the White Sox too much and there's their their field like is it? nice. Have you been there? No. But oh it's no, so No, I've nice. literally the only professional ballpark I've ever been to, major league baseball wise, is is um actually Turner Field. I've not even been to SunTrust Park. See, I've uh my uh, grandfather took me and my cousin um about two years ago over the summer. Took us on a baseball trip to St. Louis, Milwaukee, Minnesota, both Chicago's, Kansas City. That's a trip right oh, there. Oh, it is. That's we were supposed awesome. to go if Corona didn't. We were supposed to go to Toronto, Baltimore. Oh, so you guys places. were going to keep it we up. Gonna, it, was a, it was a trip, but we just the Corona kind of stopped us from going this year. We were kind of bummed out. Rona has taken some things from us. Spring football, yeah. 
Your trip. Best trip I've ever been on, man. It was so much fun. White Sox, though. I mean, it's nice. So, and I he's, really like he's it. literally wearing black and white. Like, yeah. it's I should have known who that. You know, you, you you gotta if like I'm sitting here in my mind going, I've never went past team number two. Like I'm just Braves Yankees. Yeah, like that's just where it stops. I've always token like the Cubs right. because of the Smokies and 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 what have you. And you know, being able to kind of see guys like Kyle Schwarber, uh, Chris Bryant, and those guys, uh, Javier Baez, all those guys were in Kodak mm-hmm. just a few years ago. Yeah. So um, that's always been fun for me. But I really. You're going to make me do a little like searching. I, I, might, I might have to come up with a third team. You, you'll find one, I'm sure. You're but, like, hey, I like the, the underdogs. I, I mean, the White Sox, look, when, 10 years from now when they win. Now, Jude's going to push me toward the Cardinals. Really? The Cardinals, they had. A, I went to St. Louis. They had a great – oh, I love it. Because in the background, we had good seats. We could see the arch was right behind and all the city. Coolest thing. Really? I got pictures I'll have to show you. One of these days, one of these days. I might, you know, I, I might like Kansas City. And I'll say was, that because of the crown and having the highway right behind it. It is, yes, like, it's It doesn't nice. get any more in-city than that. Right by the Chiefs, Chiefs Stadium, Arrowhead, too. It's, yeah. Chiefs Stadium's huge, man. <laughs> anyway, we have literally went from LeBron James baseball to Chiefs Stadium. Hey, but that's that's what they like. If you don't grind on, like, if you if you just stay around long enough, we'll talk about something you're interested in, I promise. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about food for about 15 minutes and... Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's morning. Yeah. (laughs) Only thing that makes it any better is if we remoted from Waffle House. Oh, if you put... We should do that. We should. They they wouldn't. They've got standing room only. No, here's the plates in the back while we're trying to talk. Yeah, I made scattered, smothered, covered. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) off the reservation. But back to the NBA, you you know, I I think, you know, we talk about last night's game, and and I think knee-jerk reaction says, whoa, the Nuggets got out there and got them one. Right. If they, and if they win Game Four, this thing's back a series. And yeah, that's not a that's not a that's not hard to to kind of come to. But I'll say this: um, I think LeBron is kind of saving the the energy. Uh, he he wants to be needed when he's needed. I mean, in Game Two, he only scored like twenty three points, and twenty of them was in the first quarter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think in that dynamic, LeBron is is needed in different ways. Uh, and, and he's letting Anthony kind of lead this franchise. I think he's he's somewhat grooming Anthony to be the face of the franchise. And LeBron James gets to be the older guy that's uh, he's not as good as he once was, but he's as good once as oh, he, he ever is. was. And we we saw that multiple times in that Rocket series. He was chasing down, blocking Russell, and that's hard to do. Oh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, he nearly ended up on a if he didn't foul him and send him to the line, it was poster material. Oh. Trust me, LeBron's the king of that right there. Yeah, like he's a poster. He has like that's his that's his poster retirement. Like he's gonna be a poster guy. Yeah, like all of these posters is what I did to you. But anyway, get a poster of him postering somebody. Yeah. Wow. You need that right there. That just happened. But uh, anyway, let's take us a quick break. Kind of regroup after the quick start. And uh, when we come back, you know, since you've tweaked my interest on baseball, we may actually talk uh, about ten minutes of baseball standings. We may talk a little bit about where things are, who's clinched, and, and kind of your opinion as we uh, as we inch ever closer to probably, I think it's like one week from today, postseason baseball starts. So it's, a, it's, a, it's nearing that time, and we'll talk about it on the flip side of the break. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of The Grind right here, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, 
and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. 
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610, and let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, again, in a little late today, but uh, you six come, minutes. Yeah, not bad. Four, four and a half. Yeah. With the intro, it was six. Yeah, we were here. We were we here. We were toe here. Right, we were just giving extra coverage to the sponsors. That's right. what it was. Uh, but but comes to us by way of giving six podcasts. Uh, I think one dropped last week. It did. Is that right? Week, yeah. So uh, a get lead up to the to Tennessee football this weekend, I was assume would be on the docket for that it was. one. Mm-hmm. So go back check that one out. But uh, you can Google it. Give him six podcast, and uh, it'll be anywhere you want to be, and in some places you might not want to. Hey, I'm maybe. just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Google it, and there's there's a lot of different avenues you can find and, and pick up the uh, the podcast. But but uh, Carson, you you kind of brought up baseball. And baseball is really, uh, really kind of airing uh, toward the postseason date. As of as of last night, things are really starting to shape up. Teams are really starting to lock in uh, as the as the season kind of draws near. Uh, a lot of teams are, you know, a lot of teams, especially in the American League. Uh, there's there's more locks in the American League than there are the Nationals. It seems like uh, the the two teams in the National League that locked. Uh, are the 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 Dodgers and the Padres, and they're in the same division? Yeah, I'm like, how would you like to be the Padres? Yeah, be like if I'm in any other division in baseball, 
I'm number, number one. one, and now they're number two. And they're like number one for a minute. Like they would lead the Central by two games. They would lead the East by a game. They would lead the AL West by a game. Uh, they would be tied with your White Sox and Minnesota Twins in the AL Central, and uh, and they would be uh, in second place in the AL East. I mean, they literally would be just right on on the money. But hey, but second. you're not. Nah. <laughs> and it's the Padres. Uh, I, I feel like. Uh, the city of San Diego really need to be clinging to this team because they they've do. really lost every other uh, great team. I guess well, you got you got the San Diego Padres and the Chargers left and went to L.A. Right? Do they have any other Chargers left? Yep, they went to L.A. Do they have any other pro franchises? They don't have a basketball team. No, nope, no basketball team. Maybe hockey. Yeah. Nah. Hickey. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> hey, what? <laughs> Oh no! So yeah, like you said, they got the Padres. They got a they got a rally behind this team. This is a city of Padres now. Really, a city of Padres, San Diego. <laughs> but the locks for for the postseason, the Braves actually clinched the last couple days at a, at a thirty three and twenty two. They're five games ahead, and there's fifty five games complete. So that makes good sense. You can't recover. Uh, the Chicago Cubs have locked in in the Central. They've won that division. The Dodgers win the West in the National League, and the Padres, of course, one of the second-place locks. Uh, everything else is still up in the air. In the American League, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, who have the best record in, in American League baseball. Actually, uh, they, they have near the best record. Uh, they have the second-best record in all of baseball. And then the New York Yankees have clinched out of the American League East. Uh, in the Central, the Chicago White Sox, Minnesota Twins, and Cleveland Indians all have clinched playoff spots. And then in the uh, American League West, the Oakland Athletics uh, have won that division and clinched uh, a playoff spot. So um, in the in the Eastern Con- or in the American League, I about said in the Eastern Conference, we're, hey, we're talking. We've to, talked about everything. We're across different borders, but uh, there's six of the eight that have that have qualified. I, I would assume. If you if you look down this mix, uh, the Jays are right in there. The Toronto Blue Jays and Houston Astros. I think those are probably your next two clinches, uh, just because there's there's a significant gap between them and the next team. Uh, in the in the National League, you've got one, two, you've got four uh, clinches, uh, and, and I think from there uh, it really gets real muddy. I mean, I'm voting uh, for for Nick Senzel and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Nick is is a really he's a former Vol and he's having a pretty good time up there in Cincinnati. They've not had the greatest of years, but they've had good enough. They've got 27 wins, uh, so I wish they are. I hope they're one of the teams uh, that gets hooked in, but they're going to have to uh, battle a little bit uh, with the uh, with the Cardinals uh, because they sit behind the Cardinals in that Central Division. Uh, so we'll we'll see how the next few weeks shake out. Honestly. You've got four clinches and four open spots, and you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams with 27 or 28 wins. Wow. So, I mean, it's extremely tight. Oh, yeah. And so there's going to be some really good baseball teams get left out of this deal, but that's how it goes. I mean, it's expanded playoffs, so some of these teams wouldn't be in the mix right now, but given yeah. COVID. It's going to be some good games. I think so. I think so. And a 60-game push has proven to be uh, to be a fun way to watch, and uh, and, and hopefully uh, as we move forward that will, will continue uh, to be very, very uh, good. But um, Yankees and Braves are clinched, so, I mean, at least we've got two opportunities to see if we can get there. Hey, White Sox are doing good, too. 
Yeah, those they are. They've clinched. They've clinched the division. Good for them. Hey, three for three. Tree for tree. Carson is up on it. But uh but Carson, man, I think we need to take another break. Really? Well, it's not that we, we have to, we kinda need to. Sponsors gotta pay gotta pay the bills. Hey. But hey, we're gonna listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, big orange for the rest of the way. Talking Tennessee football, talking three days till it's football time in Tennessee, and talking Tennessee versus South Carolina. The number 16 Tennessee Volunteers takes on South Carolina on the road to open what we thought may never come, the 2020 college football season. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to the Wednesday Grind right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. 
Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, uh, like I, I gave in the kind of teaser before the break, three days till it's football time in Tennessee. A lot of big time number threes, but really what we're going to focus on today is who uh, Tennessee will be facing, right. and that's the South Carolina Gamecocks. Will Muschamp led. Uh, Mike Bobo's the new OC. Of course, Will Muschamp is the D.C., or basically calls the plays. He's not the defensive coordinator. But uh, what what is a – this is an interesting take because normally every – I mean, at least in my life, and I would assume yours too since yours might a little, be a little shorter than mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's always been a uh, – you know, there's always been a uh, Louisiana Lafayette. There's always been a uh, – I call them directional schools, East, West, North, Louisiana State. You know what right. I'm saying? Uh, the SCLSU Mud Dogs. You know who I'm talking about when I say that? I have no clue. The Water Boy. Oh, that yes. was his team's name. South Central Louisiana State University. Now, yeah, that was a great movie, but it just didn't pop in my head right as you said it. I just always use that because they're acronyms like seven letters. But anyway, whew, Wednesday. We got to get back on the on the rail. Get back on the on the trail on the dusty trail. But um, South Carolina hitting the hitting the the schedule number one. It's not something that's so foreign to Tennessee playing a competitive opponent game number one. I mean, how many times has Tennessee had an early game against uh, UCLA, had an early game against Oregon, had an early game against Oklahoma? You know, we, we've been doing this before it was cool. We did this pre-COVID. But, and actually had Oklahoma on the docket this year. But uh, to, to jump right out of the gate, not have a uh, – who were we to play first game? I – I swear, it's been so long since I saw the original schedule. We were supposed to, I think we were supposed to play uh, um, UAB. Was it UAB? UAB, then it was supposed to be Oklahoma, then it was supposed to be... No, it was Charlotte we were going to Charlotte, open with. Charlotte, Oklahoma. We were playing UAB And then UAB, UAB later. Then UAB, I think it, UAB might have been the... And then we were playing Furman later. Furman. Yeah. yeah. And so, but, you know, you got to see there, you're like, okay, J.G. can kind of settle into his his rhythm. We can see what Eric Gray looks like this year now that people know about Eric Gray. Uh, we can see what the post-Batuli uh, uh, era looks like at linebacker. You know, Jeremy Banks is back in. But all of that doesn't – yeah, all yeah, Henry, Henry H two O. We'll be fine. But what I'm saying is, is normally you get that game to where if there's some rust and maybe you miss an assignment here or there, you let a guy get behind you. Uh, it doesn't like eh, it's okay because you're probably going to win it. Okay, they score, you'll win sixty to seven. Well, yeah, that's what we that's what we hope for, you know. Yeah, and then last we look year, at last year, it's like Georgia State bow, BYU bow. Well, hey, at least we beat Chattanooga. We did. I mean, we beat the fire out of. Chattanooga. Hey, we were like, hey, Chattanooga. I'm sorry, but you just stepped in a wrong, yeah. wrong road, buddy. Yeah, it was a it was a hornet's nest, no no doubt. But but what I'm saying is is normally you, from a fan's perspective, because I don't know, like. I'm glad that I'm not like the Truman Show and like everything is on me because I'm not the funnest guy to watch a game with. 
because I'm like hanging on every play. I'm I'm looking at everything going, this is going to come back to bite us. We scored with too much time left. We gave them the football at the wrong position in the field. And I'm just – I'm that critical. And yeah. so I'll be honest with you. The Chattanoogas of the world, the Furmans of the world, the, the, the Charlottes of the world, I love those games. You know why? Because when we get about 21-28 ahead, I go, they're fine. They're fine. I'll just sit back and watch mm-hmm. this thing. So – uh, my my uh, anxiety steps up just a hair when we, we're going to see Will Muschamp, a guy we've only been able to beat one time uh, since he's been in the conference. I mean, never beat him while he was at Florida, just finally got over the hump a year ago. Uh, and I hope that's setting the tone for what's to be the future uh, and not revert back. But uh, I'm I'm in, interested in this game, and, it, and it's really for a lot of reasons. I, I think, of course, the, the normal storylines going into week number one, quarterback play, Offensive, defensive line play, and I think all those are very key moments. Uh, but to me, uh, the chess match between Jeremy Pruitt and Will Muschamp is—it's a big one for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a game you're like, like you said, we're used to coming in and playing those smaller teams, thinking we automatically oh. have the win here. And by the way, when we started playing Georgia State, I was like, I was like, we're good shape. And about four minutes later, straight up like wringing my hands. Yeah, it was it was that was the worst game I've ever seen. But you know, besides BYU, but on on back on track again. So we're we're here. We're playing South Carolina. It's not an automatic win this time. This is the SEC team, and they guess what? They're not starting their guy they had last year. That was over. That came in um, for uh, Helensky. Helensky came in last year. Didn't get the job this year. Um, this year was Colin Hill, new guy. I think he's a true transfer. freshman. True fresh or transfer, that's right. Where is he from? I forget. I forget. He's from somewhere. I thought people were saying he, he's he was from a, somewhere he didn't want to be. It's, well, that seems like a <laughs> lot of guys like around here now. But I, I think he was it was it was kind of a I don't know, and a surprise because I was really thinking Holinsky was gonna start because he came in after Jake Bentley got injured. And Halinski, you know, he played pretty good for his first year. I mean, he was he was playing all right. I mean, he didn't have the best people around. He had some pretty good wide receivers, but other than that, I mean, he he played decent. But then they they choose Colin Hill. I guess he's showing out. But it kind of gives me a little bit of a scare because this kid might be good. Well, I, and and I I'm not taking away from from that moment or that point. But what I'm saying is Mike Bobo's a new OC, and and Mike Bobo's done a, a he's been at Georgia. Uh, calling offense, he went to Colorado State, was head coach, and then now he's back in the conference. And so he knows what he wants out of a quarterback. And, and you know, I think Jake Bentley, uh, Helensky was out of the same mold. This Colin Hill's more of a more prototypical Georgia quarterback is what I, I, I call it. Uh, just, you know, a big gunslinger, big arm, uh, but not really known to, to take off and, and wheel it. So um, we'll see. We'll see what the dynamic is. I don't think Helensky's out forever. Uh, I think I think he's just one. He's not won the job in preseason. No, they're saying so, they're going to switch him out. So, uh, I think the chess match. The 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 biggest thing everybody's saying. You know how good can our offensive line be? And I, and I think that's a really good question. We still haven't heard as of today uh, or as of this morning. Maybe today will change the tune. But whether Cade Mays is fully cleared by the Southeastern Conference, he's cleared by the NCAA, but still has to get cleared by the conference. Uh, but we know Trey Smith's going to play. Uh, we know Brandon Kennedy's going to play. And, and so I'm, I think my biggest intriguing matchup is because probably the more experienced side of the football for South Carolina is the defense. 
And, uh, of course, the defensive front is kind of uh, Will Muschamp's specialty. So, to me, the matchup of the game is our offensive line versus their defensive yeah, line. I don't think so. And our offensive line is huge this year. you got Trey Smith and Cade Mays both probably going in the first round of the draft. So you got two NFL um, linemen right there on the offensive line already, and you have returning players. I think I think our offensive line is going to be really good, and I think we're going to hold still. And guess what? This is what we've needed for a long time as an offensive line because of injuries and recruiting. We've had trouble with it. Now this year, I think we're set. I mean, what what do you think we're at depth wise? Because that's that's what always worries me. Because I remember back in the day when we had uh, we had Jawan James and we had we had one of the more heralded offensive lines in this de- in this maybe in this century post two thousand. Uh, had Dallas Thomas, had Jawan James, both drafted in the NFL. Uh, had Tiny Richardson, I think that was he kind of pieced in there. Uh, he ended up going to Minnesota for a few years. I just worry, like I think it's it's we're we're stacked as the game starts, but do we have bodies that can roll in there and do what we need to do? And I, I hope that's the case. I think last year, uh, by attrition, uh, there's a lot of guys that have seen game reps, uh, but I, that's what always worries me is how how top heavy are we built? Do we have like four four out of the five or five stars when we start the game, and then by the second quarter we got a couple deuces in there, a couple two stars? Yeah, that's that's sometimes how it is. You know, there's a lot of injuries that happen with that offensive line, and one will go out, and like you said, there will be like a two star come in, and he's just not the best. But I think our depth is going to be a little bit better this year. We have a couple guys that we've had to redshirt this past year. We've Jeremy Pruitt's done a good job with trying to recruit the best he can get out of the offensive line. And just saying, you know, we'll, if say we pick up a four star offensive lineman, they usually come in and start right off the bat. So, yeah, we don't have a huge ton of debt, but I think if somebody or two people get injured, um, hopefully not, that does not happen because it usually does. It usually, like, four of them every year. But, so I hope we can have some backups. I think I think we'll be fine, though. But I'm telling you, our starting group, they're big old boys. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and – so what what do you what do you like what what do you think? I said what I thought was the key matchup was was our offense versus their defensive line. I mean, do you see like we've got new wide receivers? Do do you think that's that's going to be a, a an interesting point or what? What do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think the wide receivers comes in big. I mean, uh, Josh Palmer is going to be our biggest guy coming back. Him or Romel Keaton, but Josh Josh Palmer, I'm telling you, man, he. He he's gonna be something special. I think this year he's gonna really prove himself. You know, he was kind of under that shadow of Marquez Callaway and Jawan Jennings, but I think that him, Ramel, could have a great season. Brandon Johnson, um, the tight end. You got uh, an, a redshirt junior, Princeton Fant. Now I haven't. You ever seen this kid? How big is he? See that door frame over there? Yeah. About that big. He's huge. Like I went to practice last year, last spring, because I went to the Tennessee Coaching Clinic, and uh, dude, it's it's crazy. He's he's athletic. He, I, I don't know why he's not seeing the the ball more. I don't know if it's it's a picking up the offense or what it's it probably is. Just keeping the same people in. But he he's huge. He's athletic. I mean, he was he was twenty feet away from me, and I was still like, if he wanted to, I can't outrun that kid. And so, no, Princeton fan, I, I'm excited for what that looks like. Uh, I'm I'm interested in in this D Beckwith. Like to me, that's the that's my X factor for for the season 
because they've said they've seen him at wide receiver, they've seen him at running back and at wildcat quarterback. Uh, he, you know, I'm looking on the depth chart. Um, man, I can't find this kid. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be somebody new. There's a lot of new guys. You oh, have... no, I don't think, as a true freshman, I don't think you're going to see him starting. No, no. But I think he's a guy that, like Eric Gray, you roll him out there later in the game when, when somebody's sucking wind and you throw out some 4-3 speed on them, and it's over. Hey, take take the new uh, USC transfer, Vilas Jones Jr. He he could be something good. We don't know. He had a great season when he, before he got injured. and Yeah, I think the matchup, though, I really think it's going to depend on how these quarterbacks play, and I know how it comes down to that almost every year. But South Carolina, you know, they're going through some quarterback changes. Maybe, um, maybe Holinsky comes back in, but I think they have, they have, you know, a Holinsky. If if uh, Hill gets down, I think he'll come right in and be fine. But I think it's going to depend on how they play. If Garantano, it's like this every year. Is so he going to have a good season? Is so he going to play good? And so far, I've heard good things. You know, last year, that's what I heard. But then it ended up kind of being a slow start. And he still kind of hit some passes. But I, I think it's going to depend on how they play. I think if Jared has a really good game, um, I think Eric Gray is going to help him with that. I really think we win. And I think he will have a good game. I think he's going to come out here his senior year, and he's going to want to win. I think he wants to make it all the way to the SEC championship. He is a senior he wants to do this. I mean, he's said it multiple times. He's here. He's here for the long haul. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm jaded. I, I think I'm I'm a Tennessee fan that has seen 2005. I'm a Tennessee fan that saw uh, 2008. <laughs> Both seasons that uh, a lot of things should have been, could have been. I mean, we went to the SEC championship game in 07, and then came out five and seven the next year. And I'm not trying to thwart anybody's uh, excitement because, believe me, believe me, I bleed orange, and when I looked at a 10-game schedule, it's hard for me to find but about two losses on it. And that's just me being honest. Uh, not realistically. I think realistically I, I've got us at 7-3, and three, uh, just to be honest. Uh, and that may be a spoiler alert there coming in. But uh, I, I think this is one of those wins. I, I think Tennessee's going to look scrappy. I think Tennessee's going to come after it on defense. I think, honestly, we want Helensky to come in. Do. Because I think if uh, if Helensky comes in, it's because, oh, boy, ain't getting it done. Hill's not getting it done. And so I think that's that's what you want. They've got a big-time running back that they signed that's not able to play. He's got an injury. Uh, so I think that dynamic is how do they recoup that. Uh, but, but South Carolina's always going to have athletes. Uh, they're always going to be well-coached on the defensive side of the football. And with Mike Bobo – uh, Jeremy Pruitt worked with him at Georgia and said this guy this guy knows offense and he can he's going to dial it up for him and so uh, I think that that whole dynamic is interesting I think uh, having uh, Niedermeyer at the linebacker position coaching uh, I think that's something that I'm I'm interested in watching I actually it gave me some some solace there because when they first made that move I'm like I understand he's a heck of a recruiter I've met the dude he, it, honestly I almost signed with him just after talking to him for about five minutes but. I'm always nervous when you just switch a guy positions because you want to keep him on your staff for recruiting purposes. But uh, doing a little research, he actually started on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, okay. So uh, that's actually his home turf. Uh, I like the the Jimmy Brumball, but uh, I, and I, this is not fair to Jimmy. Uh, this is not fair to Coach Brumball. However, I need to say that politically correct. But it, it just it 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 screams uh, South Sincerity. Do you remember Sal Sinceri? No. Don't ever look it up. 
he was a guy we got from Alabama who was the next get big guy. He actually was our DC for Derek Dooley. It ended up being the, the nail in the coffin for Dooley. But um, Sal Sinceri comes, uh, and he's the, the next big thing. He's the best defensive line coach you've ever seen, best linebackers coach you've ever seen. And he comes into Tennessee, and, and, and I don't know if it was personnel. I don't know if it was they couldn't grasp the system, but it was dumpster fire material. Oh, gosh. Terrible. So, uh, Jimmy Brumbaugh, I, I hope he – I know he's a great recruiter. He's put the he's put that stamp out there. Uh, but I hope uh, that we don't lose some things that we had going under the previous staff. I understand you, you better the staff from a recruiting standpoint, but I just hope we didn't lose anything um, in, in, in the, in the transition. Yeah. But, uh, but Carson, I'm going to put you on the spot for two things. One, cause I won't have you uh, back on until right. we've already played this game. Um, I want the, uh, the Carson Crouch or the give him six podcast keys to victory. Oh, yeah. Uh, give me three reasons why the Vols are going to win. And then, uh, I want, I want a score prediction. Oh, first things first, I got the uh, offensive lines too good this year. I'm really big on that. If I could get a t-shirt and could say, Tennessee offensive line, I would put it on there because with Cade Mays being in a play, I've said it multiple times. Is he going to play, though? I mean, he was approved by the NCAA. If the SEC denies that, then we're going to have some bigger problems with them. You going to go down there? Oh, I well, know trust, trust me. Um, there will not just be me down there. It will be a line. But hopefully, he, if he, I think he will play. With him there, Trey Smith, that's a big offensive line. I think nobody's getting by him. Two. Eric Gray and Ty Chandler. I think those guys are two top SEC running backs, and I think they're going to have big years. And I think they're going to run all over them. I think we're going to score. I think that's going to be a big way if we get down in the passing game. I think they're going to come right up and bring us back up because I think they're that good. Three, I think the defense is going to play good. I think the linebacker position, we already have a team leader right there in Henry Tooto. I know he's a sophomore, but I think he is. He, he was he was a leader before the end of his freshman year. He was He's a leader, and he will be a leader, and I think he's going to get that defense riled up. And I think that, that uh, run defense is going to be strong this year. I really do. We got some returning corners and safeties. You just have to give them a chance, and I think we're going to be pretty – I think we're going to be fine on defense too. So, score prediction. I think Tennessee wins, of course. I think this is a must-win. Talk about being a shocker if you went the other way. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I think it's a win. I think we win. I think it's going to be a little bit of a closer game. I don't think we go into the first game of the season after all this has happened and just blow them out unless they, unless they go down a route that we didn't expect. Um, either way, I think Tennessee's got the win. I think 28-17. 28-17, 11-point victory. Is that is that we lead the whole time, or, or do we come back and get that? Here's the thing. I, I think we, we score the first touchdown of the game. I think we receive the kickoff and score. I really do. Really? But then I think, you know, South Carolina is going to stay in it. They're home. They're, they have some fans there. And we've seen this college, these college uh, stadiums, they look full. I mean – they're, yeah, they, I'm not sure what what South Carolina is going to allow in there. I, I don't either. I mean, but I've seen Miami and Florida State and all sorts of places, and I mean, they look full. They're so. socially distanced. Yeah, I mean, no, but they're not. it's they're not, they're not socially distanced. But anyways, I think I think we win. I think it's an 11 point victory. But I think South Carolina is obviously going to stay in the game. But I think Tennessee. I think we're winning this game by 11 points, and I'm fine with that win. First game of the season's SEC game. I think when 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 you get to Southeastern Conference play, which all of 2020 is Southeastern yeah. Conference play, uh, 
winning is winning. It is. Uh, you, you know, you don't have to win. Winning pretty is a whole lot better than losing. Uh, or lo- winning ugly is a lot better than win- losing pretty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not a moral victory guy. I mean, sometimes when you play Alabama, you're like, you know what? We kept that close for a really long time. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. So, I like the score prediction. I like all the key points. I think I think when you look at it, this is a young Tennessee football team. This could be the beginning of a rise a little bit because be. when you talk about all the freshmen that are going to come in, you've got you've got waiting in the wings Harrison Bailey at the quarterback position and you've got all the depth at the running back position, wide receivers and in that offensive line that looks monstrous. So, I'm hoping this is a this is the start of something special and you got to start with a win. Oh, you um, do. I'm gonna hold my score prediction till the end of the week, but I like yours. Uh, just, just a little nugget. Uh, South Carolina gave up the most second half points in the in the Southeastern Conference a year ago. Hey, so that's good news um, for us. I think you you you're gonna see a big swing. It's gonna be they're they're looking for the first or second round knockout. As long as Tennessee can take this thing the the distance uh, and not really shoot themselves in the foot, I think it's way. Uh, it, it's really. Uh, it, it's it's Tennessee's game to win, and and I think they're the, they're equipped. They came off the off last season with momentum, uh, preseason ranked, uh, but they also have Jeremy Pruitt to let them know that that means little to nothing. So yeah. uh, I'm excited for what this weekend can look like. I hope the weather's good in South Carolina and uh, and Tennessee. Uh, I hope they travel. What do you think they they rock uni wise? Do you think they go all whites? Or do you think they rock the orange pants? Oh, I think they got to go orange pants right now. I think, now. I think they got to go and mix. Right? I think I think orange and white. They got to start off orange and white. I don't know if they would go all white already, but I hope so. And I'm excited, man. I'm I'm ready for Tennessee football, and not just Tennessee. SEC football. Football's going on this weekend. Big football weekend. I uh, <laughs> I've, I don't know if you heard it Monday, but I called the this preseason week three because. Real football don't start until this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and when you look at the slate, it really does. It take it it turns it up. The wick is turned up this weekend as Big Twelve starts, uh, SEC starts, ACC has a, a more meaningful uh, slate of games. They played last weekend, but they played a lot of non conference. But uh, you know, as we move forward, uh, you just you're just excited for what's going to happen. But Carson, uh, again, thanks for coming in. Give him six podcasts. Check it out wherever you can find it. Uh, Google it. And uh, and then choose where you how and where you get that right. Yep, you can uh, go anywhere and you can find it anywhere. So it makes it easy on you guys, and hopefully you guys listen. Hey, and Carson uh, Carson is multifunctional. He he grinds it with us on Wednesdays, Mondays, and Wednesdays some weeks. And then uh, last Friday night, he had his first taste of Rebel Radio on WGAP. Oh yeah, that was fun. I, I love that. Hey, it was it was something else to be a part of that game. You know, if it's you're in that moment, and it's like. A lot going on, but hey, you you love you love being on it. Well, and it's one of those things, and and I think you heard you got the taste of it. Uh, it's happening right in front of you, and you just got to tell the the best look of it. So, uh, but he did a great job, and uh, and again, check out Give Him Six Podcast, Give Him Six Podcast dot com, and uh, and again, Google it. Ain't that cool when you can Google you? Oh, easy. Carson's famous, but uh, anyway, appreciate it, man, for coming in. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna head on out. Uh, Don't miss top of the hour. We kick it back to SB Nation, but we'll be back tomorrow with more on Countdown to Kickoff. You're listening to The Grind, but if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.
WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Wake up, Paul. If you're a Patriot fan and you're celebrating Brady's failure, I just don't get it. He gave you success as an NFL fan you don't really deserve. You don't deserve 20 years of excellence. He gave you two decades of a dynasty that's better than anything the NFL has ever produced. In 20 years of going to the Super Bowls and let this guy enjoy semi-retirement down right. in Florida. Because that's what exactly. you do in New England, right? You that's go down to Florida right. to retire. Wake up call with Tony D and Ron Culver. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 Eastern. One of the big changes we're all dealing with is wearing a mask, but not all offer the same comfort and protection. I recommend the Boomer Naturals three-layer comfortable, breathable mask enhanced with Nano Silver technology. Nano Silver can block those tiny drops and particles from getting to your nose and mouth. They also offer Nano Silver neck gaiters, available in sizes for adults and children, and are in stock now and shipped to you fast. Order now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use the promo code Tony and save twenty percent. That's code Tony at BoomerNaturals.com. Pushing the Odds with Matt Peralt. Talking to Anthony Tolliver, Memphis Grizzlies here on Pushing the Odds. You were quoted by the commercial appeal as saying, we have to actually stand up, talk about, and be, and do whatever we can to affect the change that we want to see. Is that what the Bucks did to do anything that they can do to affect change? Absolutely. We are athletes. We are entertainers. We are basketball players. But before all of that, we are men. The NBA is comprised of 80% black. There's a reason why the NBA is leading the charge in a lot of these things is because we are 80%. People who seem to be on all these news channels keep getting shot or hurt. They look like me. They look like LeBron James. They look like Steph Curry. They look like us. So we are like, well, what can we do to, you know, to spark conversation to help this to stop happening as much as we can? Pushing the odds with Matt Peralt. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 Eastern. The Jake Asman Show. Jake Asman Show. Many times in my life, I've had to share a hotel room with somebody else. My plan of selecting which bed depends on proximity to the air conditioning vent and proximity to the most outlets. You know, I have a lot of things that need to be charged. I need A to plug in my fan. I need to charge my phone. I have an Apple Watch. I have a Mophie phone charger case. I need outlets galore. And a lot of it depends on where the bed is located in the hotel room. The Jake Asman Show. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern. Wake up, Cole! Man, he sounds great. I love that Australian accent. I was going to ask him how Vegemite tastes. I was you like, should. Hey, he wants to come on again. He enjoys it. Next time he exactly. comes on, we got to come up with more Aussie questions. I should like, ask him, have you ever swam with a great white? Do you have a kangaroo in your apartment? Exactly. Do you drink Foster's Lager for breakfast? Well, no, no, no. Let's not go that far. Oh, come on. Why well, not? maybe Foster's in your Cheerios. Wasn't that an Australian for beer commercial? Remember that? Yes. Foster's Lager. It's Australian for but, beer. But as we all know, Australians do not drink Foster's. They don't? No. I didn't know that. No. You say that as if that's common knowledge. That is common knowledge. Everyone knows that. Does everybody know that? Foster's, I believe, is made by Anheuser-Busch. Oh, stop. Why don't you just say, like, Guinness is made in Montana? I didn't know that Foster's wasn't a staple of the Sydney, Melbourne crowd. It's not. Wake Up Call with Tony D and Ron Culver. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 Eastern. Coast to coast! Why should some teams be allowed to have fans and other teams can't have any? You talk about a disadvantage. I mean, it's that simple. Plus, who wants to go to a Dolphin game anyway? They suck.
They're not going to play Tua. They're going to suck anyway like they always do. So who wants to go to a Dolphin game? Joe Ranieri knows they suck, too. I wouldn't bet on him if it hit me in the head. Pharrell Coast to Coast with Scott Pharrell. Weekdays from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Pushing the odds with Matt Perot. When you look at the league in terms of where this league is right now, after LeBron James leaves, the players who 